Welcome to Sweet Valley Diaries, the podcast where we ask the question, what good is finding your one true love if you can't ride to school on the back of his motorcycle? Book number six, Dangerous Love. Are Elizabeth and Todd heading for disaster? Hi, and welcome to Sweet Valley Diaries. I'm your host, Marissa Flaxbart, and with me today is my guest, Denise Boylan. Yay! Hello! Yay! Welcome, Denise. This I'm is so exciting. Ha- yeah, I'm excited, too. Yeah. I'm happy to have you here. Yeah. In my, like, really beautiful studio. It's beautiful, with exquisite art. I've got this new studio table. I put this together just today. Amazing. Um, so, thank you for joining me today. Um, do you want to tell me a little bit about yourself? Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, what What do you think they need to know? Um, it's really about what you think they need to know. Oh, like, what do you want them to know? Well, let me make a few things up to What's sound your a little sign? more interesting. I'm a Leo. Oh, I don't know that many Leos. Obviously, because I'm perfect. Oh, sure. That's all they need to know. <laughs> is uh, vanity like a Leo quality? I think it is, and I think I kind of missed that one a little bit. Yeah. I have, like, inside vanity and not outside vanity. You did just say you were perfect, (laughs) though, so we might need to fact check this uh, assertion. (laughs) You're a writer. Yes, I'm a writer. um, Awesome. Well, I'm uh, so glad that you agreed to read this really, really special book, Dangerous Love. Oh, man. Really a seminal, very important title, even though for a lot of the book, not a whole lot is happening, other than Mm -hmm. some, like, jealous interplay. Yeah, yes. But we'll get into all that. We will. And then, of course, a drama-packed last couple of chapters. Oh, man. What a page-turner. So, listeners, stay tuned, because we're going (laughs) to tell you what happens in this book. But first, I've got a few questions. Denise, have you ever read a Sweet Valley High book before? So I think I had read the middle school ones. Um, I thought I had read the Sweet Valley Highs, but when you gave me this book to read, I looked up the plots and just kind of what else was happening in this series, and I was like, this shit's crazy, and I don't remember any of this. So that experience that you're describing is really the very thing that created my own obsession with the Sweet Valley High series um, when I was in college, because I also read the Sweet Valley Twins books and Sweet Valley Kids books, where they're even younger. And I remember Jessica and Lila and Elizabeth. I Mm -hmm. remembered the Unicorn Club, and their favorite color is purple. That's like the kids' version of Pi Beta Alpha, the sorority. I remembered all of that. (laughs) So when I found my, like, first ever Sweet Valley High book... I was like, oh, I remember these books. And I started to read it. Right. And I read the whole thing. And it was just like, I cannot believe what's happening in this book. It was book number 10, it's The Wrong nuts. Kind of Girl. And it's just insane. And I kind of fell in love. <laughs> um, my friend from a couple of weeks ago's episode, my, my best friend, Mary Kate, she was on the episode for book four, Power Play was texting me saying that she still didn't really understand my interest in these books. I was sending her, like, screenshots from uh, this current book that we're talking about now. And she was saying, I feel like the same way that I feel about friends that like Real Housewives. Like, I just don't understand it. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, I never saw it that way before. It totally was like the high school, middle school version of... Housewives. Yeah, and I feel like I don't fully understand the Housewives obsession, but now I do. Because, (laughs) yeah, all right. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're just like the perfect little blonde girls who are doing crazy things in high school. having crazy things happen to them. Having crazy things happen to them. And all couched in this weird, like, surreal, um, like, kind of Riverdale perfection it's totally riverdale yeah when i first saw that show i was like damn it this is how we should have made a sweet valley high series not that i had anything to do with well they have a movie coming out or a movie's being written right right yeah Yeah. but that's been in the works for a long time so we'll see i've written a lot of blog posts that kind of to the tune of like hello i'm right here we're waiting for this (laughs) but like also consult me because i know about (laughs) these things and i'm a screenwriter so i know about these things (laughs) and here we are talking about them yes yes so let's talk about the cover of the book and then we can launch into the i would love to because there's a lot to to uncover here if you see what I did there. I do, and yeah. I like it. Thank you. I would say that I didn't realize this before, but this cover is kind of a spoiler. 
Yeah, I guess it is. So we're going to have to jump to the end of the book in order to talk about yeah. it. Also, can we talk about how... I don't even think feminine is the right word. Todd is just pretty in this cover. Like, he, it looks like he has, like, highlighter on... And he's just like living Highlighter, his best yeah, life, right? Like he's a little dewy. He's got a candlelight you know? glow. He Meanwhile, totally does. Jessica, is Jessica looks him. like a disaster. So Todd's wearing navy. Oh wait, no, polo that's Elizabeth. Right? I, oh my god, I can't believe I said oh that. Oh my god, wow. Freudian slip, but that's actually an important tease because by the end of this book. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth is beginning to act a little bit in a way that seems reminiscent of Jessica. Yes, she is. So maybe um, the artist intended for us to make this mistake. Oh no, my that's God. not true. No, that's they not. totally did. Don't go back <laughs> okay. on your word. Well, she doesn't look per se like Jessica, but to describe the cover, Jessica... Her hair... Fuck, I keep saying Jessica. Oh my God, get out of here. Okay, so Elizabeth, her hair is like, it's pinned back on the side with barrettes. And her bangs are just crazy, and they're flying backwards, and the rest of her hair has this nice, like, wind-blown situation, while Todd's hair is neatly in place except for, like, one tiny little section that's a little, like, He's flown very by the wind. He's very perfect and pristine. He's very perfect She's and pristine. Mess, but, She's but a mess, but exhilarated. Yes, but very excited. Her mouth is open. Her eyes are wide. She's, like, almost smiling. And an important detail that we've left out, mm-hmm. they are riding a motorcycle. Oh, yeah. They're riding a motorcycle. So this is that book. This, If you remember this book, any listeners who read these books, this mm-hmm. is the book with the motorcycle. Yeah. It is a Yamaha Virago, and Todd has been saving up for it. In the last book, he actually sold his surfboard to Bill Chase to buy it. Yeah. And Elizabeth has been afraid to tell him mm-hmm. that she is has been forbidden from ever riding a motorcycle by her parents. She and Jessica both have. But I think it's not just that she's scared of... St- telling him that her parents have forbidden it, but I think she is also scared. Like, I don't She's think she wants to ride yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we'll come back to that, but she's Also, can so we discuss scared. the fact that they both look like 26 years old in this cover? Yeah. Like, that is not the body of a high schooler. That has come his up before. His shoulders are very broad and his aren't... Well, it's very much like any high school TV show right now. It's all played by, like, 20 Well, even more so... When this book was written. Like, these books were written in the 80s. I believe this book was written in 1984. Mm -hmm. And did you ever watch, like, 90210, like, the original series? I didn't. I mean, it's very difficult to go back and watch shows from the 80s, 90s especially, as an adult, and realize that we were believing as young people that these were high schoolers. Well, that's how it is now, too. Like, everyone on Glee was, like, in their 30s. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> They're yeah. all supposed to be in high school. I remember on Dawson's Creek, like, the big thing was that, like, Michelle Williams was only 18, but Jack oh. Kerr was, like, 32. Oh. Did you watch Dawson's Creek? No. no. I, like, only watched Gilmore Girls. Man, man. Which we can discuss because Alexis Bledel was, like, four years older than her character. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good, though. Wasn't or maybe she only just, two. She I, was 18 when it started. I think she was, started. like, discovered in the school production of a play. Like, that's how they... Found her. Don't quote me on that. World. Well, I think she. I don't want to. I don't want to show my true colors here. Show them. But That's what you're she here for. was. I believe she was a model beforehand, and she decided she didn't want to model anymore because she hated it. And this was the Gilmore Girls was the first audition she went on for acting, and she got the role. <laughs> and Lauren Graham was like, "Cool, fuck you." <laughs> but I also heard that Lauren Graham. When she auditioned, it was like, she is Lorelai. Yes. Like, there was no question. Yeah. But anyway, there are lots of podcasts anyway, about Gilmore Girls. Very we'll few about, about Sweet Valley Diaries. So let's talk about that. <laughs> I would love to. We got into the plot. We started the plot a little bit already. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Because, um, so Elizabeth and Jessica have been forbidden from riding a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Um, Todd now has a motorcycle, and he's riding it to school. As the book starts, Elizabeth and Jessica are in the Fiat, and Jessica's like, why did you get to drive the Fiat today? And Elizabeth is, like, hedging. She's lying. Yes. She's hiding something very clearly. Yeah. And Jessica's like, whoa, I have our little, like, twin vibe going on, and I know that you're not telling me the truth. And she just doesn't want to tell her that she, that Todd has a motorcycle now. Elizabeth is engaging in, like, denial as a strategy for a lot of this book, especially the first few chapters. Yeah. She doesn't want to tell Todd about the parents' Uh, ban, not just because 
she feels bad, not just because she's also scared of riding on the motorcycle, but also because she knows how important it is to him. Mm -hmm. Like, this is a dream. And he even has this, like, dream of them riding it together. And she just can't see dashing. There is that line where, like, once she finally tells him, uh, you know, I'm, I'm scared of it or I don't like it or I'm not supposed to write it or whatever she says to him. He's like, were you scared to tell me because you thought that I would choose the motorcycle over you? And she essentially says, yeah. And he's yeah, like, she says, I'm afraid of how Whoa. you would react. Yeah. And he's like, well, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, but we'll it's important there. that everybody knows that the Wakefields are not just like unreasonably like mean parents against motorcycles. Yeah. They do have an extreme position. This, on this is true. But it's because. Jessica, I mean, I also would not let my high schoolers ride on a motorcycle. Though. <laughs> that another high schooler. That like another high school has. Yeah. <laughs> who's somehow magically really, really good at riding motorcycles, yeah. even though he is I'm a sorry. How much man. experience do you have, Todd? If that even is your real name. <laughs> they, Ned Week field basically says that to him but um the thing is that the wakefields have a cousin Mm -hmm. whose name is somehow rexy wakefield (laughs) or i'm sorry was rexy wakefield because he's dead now Mm -hmm. he died in a motorcycle accident three years ago not that long ago as people who are named rexy are prone to do they die. They die in Rex. Oh, that's really lazy naming, I just realized. I thought it was just funny. Like, Rexy, haha. <laughs> but, like, he was in a wreck. Yeah. Rexy. That's not much of a stretch. No. They never make that joke Also, in the what book, is that though. short for? Rex. Rex. <laughs> But it's long. <laughs> it's longer. Oh, R.I.P. Rex. Aww. I'm sorry we're making light of you, but you do have a silly name and you are fictional. Also, it's been, like, 30 years. Since he so. died, yeah. Over 30 years. You know. Um, since he fictionally died. Since he fictionally died. Um, so, Elizabeth has, just real quick, Elizabeth has created this fiction that she can't go on the motorcycle with Todd to school because she has a cold and the wind mm-hmm. will, like, affect her cough. And Jessica tries to put <laughs> down the top of the Fiat. And Liz is like, no, don't do that. And when, and when it all comes out, Jessica realizes that Elizabeth thinks if... It, like, her cover will be blown if yeah. they have the top down, because then the wind would be getting in her face that right. way. But basically, Elizabeth is just stalling. Right. Finally, she realizes she needs to tell Todd what's going on. When Elizabeth finally, like, shows up at school, and Jessica and Todd's there, everybody's, like, really mooning over his bike. Yeah. And Todd has... Which, by the way, of course they are. Who the fuck gives their high schooler a motorcycle? All of their friends are probably like, whoa, dude, like, my parents would never let me do this. If yeah. one of my friends had a motorcycle, I'd be like, damn, dude. Well, this is another way that they're, like, both Or was this an 80s thing? <laughs> and, I don't know, but it's another way that they're, like, both children and adults. Yeah. Because it's much easier to imagine, like, an, like, a 20-something showing up with his motorcycle. Yeah, I guess that's true. Also, though, like, in my high school, there were so many 16-year-olds who had Audis and BMWs. And I'm like, why did your parents give you this? Like, it's a terrible idea. You're 16 years old. That's how I feel about the motorcycle. Yeah. I drove our Plymouth Voyager. Nice. I had to drop my parents off at the train station in the morning, and then I was allowed to take the (gasps) car. Oh, my God. I drove a Honda 2001 CRV, and it's the best car I've ever driven, and no car will ever be better than that. So there's a turnaround right away at the beginning of the book already where Jessica is the one giving Elizabeth sound advice. Yeah, She's like, you have to just tell Todd. And she does. Elizabeth tells mm-hmm. Todd the truth really quickly. And he's so understanding. This is a bit of like a Freaky Friday situation for them. Because Elizabeth, Liz, yeah. yeah, she's sort of in like a a Jessica situation here. So you think, it's interesting because I don't know about you, but I really thought, forgetting this book from when I read it, you know, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I really thought that the conflict of much of the book was going to be Elizabeth and Todd at odds over the motorcycle situation and, like, why don't you ride it or why don't you want to ride it? But really, Todd's so understanding. He's He's so He's super chill about it. But also, even before she tells him the truth, he got her a crash helmet. (laughs) I mean, good. He got her a hot pink crash helmet. Like, he pre-bought it. He's got his own sexy black one. Although, speaking of black, the motorcycle is also black, and Elizabeth looks at it, and her inner monologue says, his choice of color disturbed her as well. Black. The color of death. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Also, there's one line that says something along the lines of, um, if she told him that she couldn't ride on the motorcycle, it would be fatal to their relationship. And then it's like, fatal. Italicized. Yeah, it's like, (laughs) Elizabeth cannot help but linking those two words in her mind, fatal and motorcycle, they go together. And throughout the whole book, it's like Elizabeth keeps on thinking to herself, is she ever going to be able to even think about Todd on the motorcycle without being worried about his safety, worried if he's going to die? But Todd is very understanding, but I also want to mention that when Elizabeth first shows up to, like, break the news to him, what he says to her as a greeting is, how's my favorite motorcycle mama? Yes. It's just like, oh, Todd, you clueless bastard. Like, I would break up with him right then and there. (laughs) Even if I liked the motorcycle, I would be like, no, dude, let's not. Okay, so the next major scene that happens is at the Dairy Burger. Can we, hold on, can we pause? I know what you're going to say. Do you know what I'm going to say? We'll say it. Because the spelling of dairy... Oh, that's not what I thought you were going to say. with my mind so much, and I hate it. Okay, dairy with an I. I hate it. And I did not think that's what you are going to say, but that's because I'm inured <laughs> to it. Like, I'm used to it now. What I thought you were going to say was that the Dairy Burger has a reopening, and there is... I think you have to call it, like, a thematic element of this book. It is a special... At the Dairy Burger, their new special for their new grand reopening, and it is called the Hot Clam Special. (laughs) And they eat it over and over again, and it's always gross, and it's always hilarious that it is called (laughs) the Hot Clam Special. And that they're eating it. The first time I read it, I highlighted it because I was like, that's a really funny throwaway. And then they just kept on bringing it up. The words Hot Clam Special show up in this book so many times. Like the Los Angeles Valley, is it not? It's seemingly further away, like a little bit more remote, but it's not that far from LA, but it's not like next door. It's a mystery place and that like, doesn't really exist. Who the fuck here eats clams? Yeah. Hot well, clams. I've read a th- that... If they were in Maine, I'd be like, meh, maybe. Yeah, I have read that. I can't say this for sure, but I have read that these books were written from the East Coast about the West Coast uh, by people who in who some wish cases they were in the West Coast. Had maybe not Visited the ever been here? I don't know. I can't say that. And they were all like, "Yeah, hot clams. That sounds good." But hot clam special. (laughs) (laughs) Funny every time. I wrote it in cursive in my notebook. Also, amazing. Also, another thing I noticed is they're like, it's reopening, and it used to be like a neon sign that said Dairy Burger, except some of the letters were missing or whatever, and they were like, and now it's a nice new sign that's brown with yellow lettering, yeah. and I was like, gross, yeah. why? Yeah, the like... Was that just like the times, or what? Yeah, I think it must have been. And the whole way she describes the inside, like wood paneling and these like fake plants. Yeah, it sounds like it's like, from the 70s. So, like, I just went to a really cool diner um, over not that far from the airport the other day yeah. that, from LAX called um, Pans that's been there for oh. since like the 50s. I went there and then I reread this book uh-huh. and I was just so sad actually reading that part. That yeah, you're They like, had oh. like stripped the dairy burger of all its cool like dinery yeah. thing. <laughs> and you know what? For the rest of the series when you, they describe the dairy burger I don't feel like it's described this way. Like, oh, really? I still picture uh, like a dive. Yeah. Interesting. Listeners, write in. How do you picture the dairy burger? How do you burger? picture the... Dairy spelled D-A-I-R-I. Denise, they because know. Because everything is awful. But some crazy stuff besides the hot clam special happens at the... <laughs> yeah! Uh, Shit goes burger. down. First of all, Jessica uh, and this guy named Danny Stouffer pull up in uh, a Trans Am. They slightly rear-end this purple van, and this guy named Crunch McAllister yeah, Crunch out, McAllister! Who's like a high school dropout. Totally. And... Of course he is. Listen to his name. Yeah. Jerry Crunch McAllister. But he's referred That's to worse. as Crunch, not Jerry. <laughs> and he is gonna, like... He's gonna fuck some shit up. Yeah. He, he's... like, gets out ready to fight. Yeah. And... Jessica's like, he's going to kill Danny. Yeah. I'm sure of it. Which didn't seem like she was really concerned about it, by the way. It sounded more like an observation than it did worry. So then, who should pull up on his (gasps) Yamaha Virago but Todd God! (laughs) We were, like, doing a choir thing there. We were in harmony. Yeah, it was great. Um, Or also a little bit of an Oprah thing. Todd Wilkins! (laughs) 
You get a Todd. You get a Todd. It's you just, get I, a Todd. A girl can dream. Anyway, Todd shows up. I think his... you could do better, to be quite honest with you. Oh, Denise. Yeah, you're Thank welcome. You. You're welcome. <laughs> now we're all As distracted. I go silent, just thinking about my better than Todd future husband. He's out there. He drives a normal car. Not a Yamaha Virago or a no. big purple van. Yeah. Great. Neither. Or a Trans Am. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, I'll take whatever. Whatever. Uh, Car-wise. Um, as long <laughs> as it's got room for, you know, some people in the backseat. No two doors. No. No, no two doors. I don't want to have to Why? crawl. No. None of that. None of that. We're better than that. <laughs> we have so much book to talk about, and we keep getting distracted by important I think details. We're ta- yeah, we're talking about really important stuff. But here's the thing that's really, really important. Todd shows up, and he very cleverly totally diffuses the situation. Yes. Because he engages Crunch, who is super into Todd's motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And he's like, rather than being like, dude, stop it, don't hurt him, he distracts Crunch and is like, oh, do you want to take a ride on my motorcycle sometime? And everybody's wrapped. This is so cool. Todd saves the day. There's just one problem. <gasps> what? Todd is not alone on his motorcycle. No! There is a chick named Ugh. Mandy Farmer on the back of his motorcycle. I she mean, had, that's a whore's name if I've ever heard one. And she had her arms wrapped around his waist. Because you know her real name is Amanda, and she chose to go by Mandy. And with a Y. Not with a y. y. That's Thank God. Sorry, I mean, There's Mandy's only an eye out so there. much that I can but, take. Um, later on, when Jessica is, like, making shit about the fact that yeah. Todd showed up with uh, Mandy on the motorcycle, she actually points out, she's like, Elizabeth, don't you know that motorcycle has handlebars, like, sidebars, that she, like, armrests that she could put her arms on. She doesn't have to wrap but her arms Mandy around But Mandy was him. grabbing his body. Yeah. And, and... I mean, to yet. be fair, look at this book cover. Mm-hmm. If I yeah. were sitting behind him, I would grab his yeah. body. But worse yet, she is wearing Elizabeth's helmet. Hell no. <laughs> In fact, do do you mind if I do a little reading? Please. Because this, I, I really think Because we all need capture, to be equally outraged. I think that if I read this passage, it will really capture the indignity of this. Oh because, God. so Todd saved I'm the furious. day. I'm furious. Elizabeth is trying not to be jealous. She knows there's nothing between Todd and Mandy. let me ask you this, because I've only, I've Please, glimpsed the series, me. but have not read the other books. Todd and Elizabeth are a for sure official couple at this yes, point. They are like in love. Wow. In love from the beginning. How dare you, Mandy? From book one. Uh, we should add that Mandy and Todd um, do have a reason to be together, which is that they went from save study the whales. Oh. They've been working on a project yes. together yeah. about saving the whales. Whales Winston are a Edward. good cause. It is a very good cause. They've been saving the whales and very yeah. hot in the 80s. Uh, and they won. They did. They saved the whales. Very hot. They have no problem with whales anymore. Yeah. So um, so they were working together after school and then they came to the dairy burger together. It mm-hmm. totally makes sense. And Elizabeth knows this, but she just can't help herself. She's so jealous. So, so Todd has kept Crunch from killing Danny. And if you guys don't recognize any of these names, like almost none of these characters have ever shown up before. So I've never yeah, heard of just Mandy. People we're supposed or to know. Yeah. Um, a moment of silence while we prepare, please. <clears throat> Mandy was handing Todd her helmet as John Doherty, one of the Dairy Burger's owners, came up to him. I could have ended up with a lawsuit on my hands if it hadn't been for you. Come on in, he said, smiling. To show my appreciation, I'm going to give you and your girlfriend a free hot clam special. (laughs) Elizabeth groaned inwardly at the thought of having to down another one of those torpedoes, but it quickly became clear that the offer wasn't meant for her. Elizabeth, the last person to catch on to this. (laughs) We were already all there. We were already there. John Doherty had grabbed both Todd and Mandy by the arm and was leading them to the restaurant. Before they got to the door, though, Todd stopped him. Thanks for the offer, but that's my girl, he said, pointing to Elizabeth. Very well, then, John said, grinning. Free specials for you and your two lovely ladies. Ah! John John! (laughs) Two hot clam specials is what Todd has on his hands. I just want to point out this book. (laughs) We'll get there. We'll get there. But so this is the beginning of a journey of jealousy for Elizabeth. Yes. Uh, and and it drives her to make some interesting decisions, I will point out. Like what? I think that 
where we end up, I mean, I don't want to jump too far ahead. Okay, okay, we'll, we'll save yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll All right, it. I know what you're getting to, so we'll, we'll save it. Yeah. So, I already mentioned how Jessica is now pushing the issue. Like, Elizabeth's mm-hmm. already feeling bad about Vandy, yeah. but Jessica, when they're back home, is like, I don't know how Todd ser- how serious Todd can really be about you if he's be driving other girls around. Right. And that's like Elizabeth's like her weak spot. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's like her worst fear. Like yeah. this is her anxiety is yeah. that. And she's been trying to shut it down. Yeah. So Jessica's like embodying Elizabeth's fears here by voicing them. And like Elizabeth cr- tries to play it off like eh, it's fine, whatever. But Jessica's like, I don't understand how you can be so, you know, blasé about this. So earlier in the book, Todd has asked Elizabeth's permission to come talk to the Wakefields. Yes. About, like, maybe I can get them to change their mind. Elizabeth is Which doubtful. is such a teenage boy move. Like, oh, I'll get your parents to change their mind. Yeah, and Elizabeth is <laughs> About doubtful. a serious safety issue. <laughs> yeah. Elizabeth is, is doubtful that that's going to work, but, you know, she appreciates that he cares so much. He's saying, I'm a great driver. People get in crashes because they're not good drivers. Mm-hmm. They don't know what they're doing. I want to convince them that, you know, their fears, while understandable, are misplaced, and I'm going to come talk to them. When Elizabeth tells Jessica this, we learn that even if the parents were swayed by Todd's argument, Jessica can't believe that Elizabeth is even thinking about riding the motorcycle. She gets all mad. Yeah. Like, so you mean if they change their mind, you'll ride it? I mean, do do you not remember Rexy? Yeah. Yeah. Jessica and... So Todd comes over and the Wakefields don't change their mind. We don't even see the scene. We don't even see the scene where they have the conversation. It just cuts straight to him being rejected. Yeah. And Elizabeth is like relieved that they said no because she's scared. She's like, oh, well, you tried. Good job. So another thing that's happening in this book, a B-plot that's going on, is that Elizabeth's best friend, Enid. Yes. Can we talk about that name really quickly? Yeah. What is it? What is the name Enid? Enid. I think mostly old ladies have it. (laughs) And... Like, no young people, they all change their name to Enid when they get old. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Enid. Enid Rollins. And she is, ironically, <laughs> for having an old woman's name, she, we learn, is like the youngest person in the junior class. But yeah, because she she's about to have a party. Kiddo. She's about to turn 16. Good for her. Her mom's throwing her this big fancy party. She's a little bit out of shape, been out of shape about how much the mom is, is obsessing over it. But never mind that. The point is... This is like the high school version of a wedding. You know what I yeah, mean? She has like... It's like her sweet 16 and her mom is like, fuck yes. Yeah. We're gonna do this right. <laughs> Later on in the book, Elizabeth points out that probably the mom is obsessing so much because she's just so happy that Enid lived to see 16. <laughs> which is a dramatic <laughs> thing to say, but really gets through to Enid because Enid had a shady past before the series started. Oh. Where she was cruising for a bruising and she nearly... Um, was involved in a vehicular manslaughter, but n- not really. <laughs> Wait, what? You'll have to go back and listen to episode two. Or I can let you borrow a book. How is she capable of vehicul- vehicular manslaughter when her name is Enid? I know, it doesn't seem right. It, but does, it doesn't check out. People will surprise you, Denise. You can't wow. judge a book by its cover. I can't, clearly. And like this book, you would think like this, this book, book was all about people riding around on motorcycles, but I it's would, really not. <laughs> clearly it's not. Also, I would think about it's about people in their mid-20s, but clearly it's not. <laughs> um, so the reason I bring up Enid now yes. is because um, Jessica asks Elizabeth to get Enid to fix her up with her older cousin Brian for yeah. the party that everybody in the whole school is invited. If you're wondering why is Jessica going to Enid's birthday party when they're not friends, then, like, good for you for paying attention to the series. Good for you. And also, it's a good question, but it seems like everybody's going. It's all social politics. Yeah. She's going because people are going to be there and she needs to be seen. Um, and Elizabeth... And Jessica's not one to shy away from that sort of situation. Yeah, yeah. So keep that in mind. Brian. Enid's cousin Brian. Yes. Elizabeth doesn't think Enid's going to want to help Jessica because Jessica kind of ruined Enid's life. But Jessica points out <laughs> that, like, no, by t- exposing her and forcing her to break up with her boyfriend, Ronnie, I actually allowed her to be with the guy she really wanted, George. Wait, so now one she's one moment. Ronnie and Enid... <laughs> together, Denise. This is the world we're talking about. I can't handle it. I can't handle it. Okay. Okay. So I've while they're talking, it. while I've they're talking it, yeah. about the party, 
Todd shows up with his motorcycle. He it's a very <laughs> it's a very like forced situation where he's like, Oh, I was coming to pick you up, thinking I was still in my car. Isn't that dumb? I'm not in my car, I'm in my motorcycle. Oh Todd. Ha, ha, ha. And then what he offers to give Enid a ride for her birthday. And this is when Elizabeth This gets real weird. Elizabeth gets super jealous of Enid. Well, why <laughs> why wouldn't you? Because they're best friends, and Todd loves Elizabeth, not Enid. And Enid would never with Todd. Can't handle her name. Okay, we'll stop talking about Enid in just a second, for Denise's sake, or we will never be able to continue. Let's jump ahead to Elizabeth. Wait, no, but I think that's an important dynamic. Well, it is super, I mean, it's really... Because it's an interesting thing where I feel like when you get older, you sort of grow out of that a little bit. But when you're in high school, even if it's the person you trust the most, if you see them riding on the motorcycle that you're afraid of that belongs to your boyfriend and your friend is super willing to ride it and you're you not, can't. you she can't. can't. Even if she wanted to, like, she would be forbidden. And, yeah. And, and Todd would probably be like, no, Liz, you shouldn't yeah, do Yeah, and it's a, it's a weird dynamic. And I feel like at that age especially you just get so insecure about it and so yeah. weird about it because it's, you know, it's not that she thinks, oh, t- Todd and Enid, <laughs> I can't do it, are going to be in love. <laughs> well, but, but, you know, it's, it's you see yeah. that connection that they have that you can't she's have with She cognitively them. knows that she's being unreasonable, but she right. can't help herself. No, of course not. And she ends up getting, they, they go back to like an old chestnut of the series, which is that, um, she's really upset, and Mr. Collins, the English teacher, is talking her down from... I'm, I'm just mildly distracted by Janice just having a total laughing fit, and it's all about Enid. I know. So Mr. Collins is like, gives her some really, gives Liz some really reasonable advice about how she's just a normal, healthy girl, and that's why she's jealous. And then, well, buckle up, Denise, because I'm going to bring up Enid again. Um, Okay, I'm ready. (laughs) Elizabeth sees Enid again, and Enid is pressing her, like, what's wrong with you? You're being so weird. Right. Like, Liz doesn't want to tell her. And finally, I'm going to read, okay? She says, Elizabeth has sort of, like, come to realize that she's being unreasonable, but she's still... Like, feeling the jealousy? She can't stop feeling it. I mean, you can't stop feeling it in that situation, I think. Yeah. So she has the heart-to-heart with Enid. She opens up. She says, Do you know why I was edgy with you when I gave you back your books this morning? I was jealous of you. Of me? Enid's eyes grew wide. Why? (laughs) Why? Because your name is Because you were sharing... No. Oh. It's because you were sharing Todd in a way I never will. No, but it's true. And also, it's very... Elizabeth goes on to say, a stupid piece of machinery, and it's causing me more grief than a busload of girls ever could. Aw, Elizabeth. What a sweet gal. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's hard. um, It's also very emotionally mature of her to say that. I mean, I'm sure it's put in the book for the sake of drama and, like, speaking one's mind. But at that age, you like, I would never say that to a friend. I would be like, oh, it's whatever. It's fine. You know, yeah. like, even if I recognized it in my own head, I wouldn't yeah. say it out loud. But it's so important. Like, it I really mean, is. Even in an adult life, this yeah. comes up all the time. Absolutely. If you don't explain honestly yeah. why you're feeling a certain way, even to the point of explaining, I know this is unreasonable, I just can't right. help myself, that people are going to make up a story. Oh, totally. In in teenagehood and in adulthood people will make up their own reasoning for why they think you're behaving a certain way and then it's, it's all just lies and there's it yeah. just breeds more right exactly communication exactly and, and people get more mad yeah so good for you liz but then bad for you liz because a second later when todd shows up and is like oh man i can't meet you after lunch i gotta work on this whale thing with mandy Ugh, mandy farmer if i yeah. had a nickel liz is immediately like oh she <laughs> hugs out like well internally she hugs out um, and she was just doing so well. Yeah. Um, so what happens next is that she's supposed to go back to the Dairy Burger again. Mm. They just can't get, can't get the enough Dairy Burger that clam special. <laughs> and Guy Chesney of the Droids fame comes up to Liz and is like, "Hey, oh, yeah. can I give you a ride?" And he's being very flirtatious with her, but she shuts him down. Like, you can give me a ride, I guess, but, like, we're just as friends. Mm -hmm. And when 
they get out of the car together. These Todd, Wakefields are in high demand. Yeah, well, they are. They're very beautiful. They're very the perfect size six. Fair. They have aqua blue eyes and you know beautiful shoulder length blonde hair. Kissed by the sun. What else? What else yeah, is there? They have a gold lavalier necklace. I mean, <laughs> they have the a perfect tiny women freckle on their shoulder. or Something one of them does. Anyway, that's, that's I've how you my can tell them apart. Casually <laughs> referencing differences between them. That is how you can tell them apart. Um. So when Todd sees Guy and Liz together, yeah, he is like Elizabeth. What was that all about? And Elizabeth just starts laughing because suddenly it has hit her just how absurd she's being. Like, right. Todd doesn't care anymore about Mandy Farmer than I care about Guy Chesney. Right. And she opens up and Todd is like, you know what? If that's how you feel, I'll never let anybody else ride on my motorcycle. Todd really, con- like, I want to think he's a douchebag, but in this episode, he really, he surprises you. Where you're like, hmm. Yeah, he's not a douchebag. Maybe he is a 25-year-old, like, more mature man than a high schooler. He's a very, very good boy. Yeah. And I love him. Minus the motorcycle. Um, So they make this arrangement, and they're all happy together, um, and Todd understands on a deeper level what Liz has been going through, and and he makes this promise that nobody else is ever going to ride on the bike again, and Mm -hmm. that's apparently all great. Um, And furthermore, uh, just to put... Elizabeth's mind at rest about Mandy, Todd points across the restaurant, and who should be cuddling up over, like, a milkshake or whatever? Who? Mandy and Winston Egbert. That's right. <laughs> Can we talk about Winston Egbert? But that's a, that he's purposefully named something funny because he's the class clown. So it's, like, oh. part of his class clown persona that he has a I really name. should read up on the rest of the books. Yeah, I mean, listen to my podcast, Denise. I have a podcast about these. You do? Yeah, it's called Sweet Valley Diaries. No way. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're at Enid's birthday party. Um, Jessica has gotten the date with Brian because yes. even though Enid first was like, no, never, no. she changes her mind. And so it's really very happy. Mm-hmm. Everybody's happy. Everybody looks beautiful. Brian's hot. And there's a very intense scene with like picking a dress, like picking the right dress out of yeah, the closet. Yeah. Elizabeth's trying to get Jess to wear some kind of green polka yeah. dot puffy sleeve. Which deal. sounds horrific, yeah, but by the way. She actually wears a silk black and white striped jumpsuit with spaghetti straps very modern i'm sure she looked hot I, probably did you not hear the previous description of <laughs> sun shoulder length yes. blonde hair and she was wearing long earrings which yeah long black and white earrings very glamorous so um but todd's not at the party yet his grandpa was having some sort of party it was a big party day in sweet valley and he keeps not showing up and not showing up mm-hmm. mr collins is at the party Again, yeah, are Mr. they Collins banging? Is everywhere. Or like, what's their deal? Or who would who? Mr. Collins and Elizabeth. Uh, no, but we can there talk were some about intense that some more. Intense vibes. We'll there. get there. We'll okay. get there. We're getting into the really juicy part of the book. We're, yes, we're in this is where it really here. heats up. Elizabeth's getting mad. Todd calls mm-hmm. the party a couple of times. It's a whole big affair. Everybody's there. It's kind yeah. of like a wedding reception. Like yeah, you said. totally. It gets to be midnight, and Todd is still not Midnight there. is late no matter what age you are, but if you are in high school, that is too late. Yeah. So then, Maybe I'm just old-fashioned. I don't know. It struck me that way. Like, damn, that's late. And now they're all going to the caravan. They're going to a second I location. Know. They're not old I'm enough. sorry. To what are they going to, like, 4 a.m. bars? I don't yeah, think so. right? So um, Jessica's like, we'll come and pick you up later in the car. Like, Todd calls again. He's mm-hmm. almost there. He keeps telling her he has something to take care of. And, and Elizabeth's like, okay, fine. She waits for him. He shows up on his bike. And Elizabeth, he starts saying, like, oh, i just really been doing a lot of thinking. And it's about you. And she's like, he's going to dump me. He's, mm-hmm. She's like, get it over with. And what does he tell her? He says he's going to sell his bike. Yeah, essentially he has sold his bike yeah. to Crunch McAllister, uh, who has been lusting after. Jerry. He made a deal. Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody calls him that, though. <laughs> Only my mother calls me Jerry. <laughs> and they, you know, he's going to buy the bike, and I just couldn't... He, he says something really interesting, actually, that I don't know if I agree with, but I was really fascinated by it. He says... Dreams have a way of turning sour when they become real. Ugh. What? <laughs> he's talking about it. Like, she's, Elizabeth's saying, this bike, it was your dream. Oh, right. And he says, dreams have a way of turning sour when they become real. And he was like, I always dreamed about having this mm. bike, and, and it was going to be the greatest thing that ever happened to me, but the that's, greatest thing that ever happened to me is you. Ugh. See, yeah. that's the moment where Todd's too mature. Like, no one should ever say 
Dreams yeah. have a way of turning sour. Yeah. Um, and That's too gross. And also, I feel like we need to add that at this point, Jessica is off with her date, right? Yeah, yeah. They've so, run away to, like, make out hot and heavy or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, so Elizabeth has been waiting for them, but she they real, she realizes Jessica's not coming back. And Todd is like, wait, she went off with her date and yeah. she's going to leave again to come pick you up? No, that's not going to happen. Right. Uh, Enid's mom comes out. She can't take her out of the caravan. She's like, you want me to call you a cab? And Elizabeth, in this moment of impulsive decision, is like, no. I'm getting on the bike. Yeah. And Todd is like... No, no, you can't. Yeah. You can't. I don't even have your helmet. Once I promised you I couldn't let other girls on, I left it at home. I don't have it. You can't ride. Mm -hmm. You don't really want to do this, Elizabeth. And she's like, it's the only chance I'll ever have. I totally want to do this. This is... And then we cut to... And they're in, like, a windy, like, mountainous area. Now, this is the scene of the book that the entire scene of them riding this motorcycle together is so sexual <laughs> yeah. that I I wish I could read the whole chapter, but it's just like, um, he says to her, you really want to do this? Yes, she exclaimed. Maybe it would only be this one ride, but he was going to do the best to make it an experience Elizabeth never forgot. On second thought, let me go first. I'm jumping around a little bit, but on second thought, let me go first, Todd said. He straddled the motorcycle and steadied it with his legs. I want this thing to be perfectly level when you get on it. (laughs) After he zipped up his jacket and put on his helmet, he turned to her and asked, Ready? Elizabeth nodded, feeling a combination of anxiety and excitement, with a little bit of relief mixed in. Okay, now hop on the back and rest your heels on those little pegs behind my heels. (laughs) It just makes me laugh because then the sexual metaphor makes it sound like... (laughs) Totally. And they're in bed together. Put your heels on the pegs behind my sure heels. heels here. Oh, maybe I'm it's being... It's some softcore porn. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. And also the most action I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth did as he said and then wrapped her dress around her legs. Where do I put my arms? She asked coyly. I thought you knew the answer to that, he said. Just this hang like, on to me as tightly as you can. This is a scene from Fifty Shades. Well, I sent some screenshots of this to my friend who was like, is this a porno novel? Yeah. And I was like, is yeah, that? I like the phrase por- porno, porno novel because it like is two things like one that's about yeah. literature and one that's about like visual sex. Yeah, yeah. It's together. So, yeah, it, it's not a porno novel, but it definitely reads that way mm-hmm. if you are willing to look just a little bit beneath the subtext. And you consider the fact that these are teenagers that have been eating hot clam specials <laughs> this whole book. And one of them is friends with someone named Enid. Okay. Well, now it's time to get to the point. Yes. Why is it a dangerous love? Well, because they each... He is going to sell... It's like a Romeo and Juliet situation. He's going to sell his motorcycle because he loves her, and she's willing to ride his motorcycle because she loves him. Yeah. Yeah. And she loves the experience, by the Mm -hmm. way. She's so enjoying it. Yeah. Then Jessica has this moment where she's like... She and Brian are at Miller's Point. Like, we cut to Jessica, and she's like... Her, her, like, twin sense is tingling. Mm -hmm. She's like, Elizabeth, like, why am I thinking about Elizabeth right now? Like, I'm experiencing the greatest kissing of my life. Yeah. And, And meanwhile... But she gets Brian to take her back to mm-hmm. pick up Elizabeth. And on the way, they see a crash. Yep. And Jessica runs out. And there's actually a scene here. She, so basically, there's been a crash. Yep. Todd's okay, but um, Elizabeth might be dead. They don't even know. Yeah. Wear then, a helmet, kids. J- wear a helmet, kids. Yeah. And Jessica sees... Crunch McAllister and like arrested. He's being arrested, Mm -hmm. and she understands what's happened. Crunch has like crashed into their motorcycle. Like Mm -hmm. Todd had to swerve out of the way to avoid him. Todd had said earlier that Crunch had been drinking beers all night while they were like celebrating the motorcycle. Mm -hmm. Uh, Todd was drinking soda. Crunch is drinking beer, (laughs) and but he was like, I never dreamed that he would get in his van and try to drive. You know, not that Todd could have controlled. That right. fact that they were on the road at the same time is just like a real, you know, ironic situation mm-hmm. there. And there is this moment that honestly, like, almost made me cry. 
It says, before she knew what she was doing, she tore herself away from Brian and sprinted toward Crunch. He didn't see her coming until she threw herself on his alcohol-filled body and dug her pink fingernails deeply into his neck. The stale smell of beer stung her nostrils. Monster, she rasped. I'm going to make you pay for this. One of the policemen pulled her away, but she was still within earshot. Crunch mumbled, Todd was my buddy. I was going to buy that bike, you know? We made a deal. The rest of his words were lost as he sang to the back seat of the police car. And it's not even Jessica's emotion. It's Crunch. It's like, he's so pitiful at this Ew. moment. He was like, Todd was my friend. I didn't mean for this to happen. I was right. going to buy that motorcycle that, that I bike and crashed with. Ruined. Like, what has my life come to? I'm such a loser. Yeah. Oh, it made me... I didn't quite cry, but I Poor got a little Jerry. Poor Jerry. Yeah. Poor In Gerald. that moment, he's Jerry. He's Gerald. You know? Um, so anyway, uh, Liz is dead. End of series. And we're done. This is good. No, okay, but Thanks really, for having Liz me is in a coma. Yes. The Wakefields are all at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Jessica shows up. Todd shows up with his dad. And the Wakefields are, like, livid. Yes. They're like, we, you lied to us. You promised us you would never yeah. get on the bike and you broke your promise. And now Elizabeth is going to be dead. And mm-hmm. Todd doesn't really try to explain it away to yeah, his prior, I, mean, what, I guess. Yeah. But guess who else is at the hospital? The magical fixer of all problems, the most reasonable man in Sweet Valley, Roger Collins. Uh, so he goes out and talks to Todd, who is like dejected in the waiting room, and finds out what really happens. Mm-hmm. And then in you know we don't see this happen, but he over the course of the night ends up talking to the Wakefields and explaining what Todd said. And yeah. Jessica also knows what Crunch said about how he was going to buy the bike. Mm-hmm. So that's all solved. Not before a doctor comes out and is like. Elizabeth is probably going to die. Like, she's taking a turn for the worse. Right. She's not, she may not survive the night. She might not. Then it goes from she may not survive the night to she doesn't have any brain damage at all, but she's in a coma. (laughs) And Todd and Jessica. What a journey. Yeah. So Todd and Jessica, at the end of the book, are there over Mm -hmm. Jessica's, sorry, Elizabeth's lifeless body. Yeah. And Jessica's promising that she will change her ways. She gives a long, heartfelt speech that I have been waiting for from Jessica for six books now. Six books. That's a long time. Where she lists this like litany of things that she did wrong that she never thanked Elizabeth for and how she's going to change her ways. And Todd says that Jessica should hold Elizabeth's hand and say, wake up, Liz, wake up, Liz. And Todd will hold Jessica's hand and they'll use their power of Ugh. love to wake her out of her coma. And then... Will Elizabeth live or die? Dot, dot, dot! The book ends with a cliffhanger! That's it! That's the ending! This is the, the first ending. one! The first cliffhanger? Really? Yeah! Wow! Essentially. I feel, I mean, they I feel all honored to be here for another, it. But, oh my um, god. Yeah, thank you. I'm really glad you could be here for yeah, it. Yeah, this is so nerve-wracking. Yeah, yeah. And that's Dangerous Love. That's it. I mean, what... What a book. What a story. Really, I mean, what better time for us to talk about boys? I know better time, to be quite honest with you. Oh, who's a beautiful boy? Who's a beautiful boy? I'm in danger. There are so many boys in this book. There's so many boys. We've mentioned a lot of them in passing. Yes. Danny Stouffer, Jessica was hot for Mm -hmm. early on. He hit Crunch McAllister. Yep. Um,. There's Brian. We don't know Brian's last name. Possibly Rollins. Just cousin. Yeah. Brian the cousin. There's um, Guy Chesney. Yeah, that guy. So Guy Chesney has this moment where he is really kind of trying to make move in on Elizabeth. Very clearly, it's not. This is not me reading into things like I'm reading into hot clam. The hot clam chowder. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Or the whole motorcycle sex scene. Right. Um, so Guy says when he's taking Elizabeth to the Dairy Burger, mm-hmm. Guy's grin brought out the dimple in his left cheek. This way, my dear, he said, taking her by the arm and leading her down the nearly empty hall. Here, let me take those, he added, gesturing the books toward his arm. And she's like, no thanks, I don't need you to carry my books for me. And then for the next, like, five to ten minutes... He's moving in there. Yeah, he's like, He's hey. like, I don't know if you know who I am, but <laughs> yeah. I'm Guy Chesney. And he finally says, um, like, he notices that Todd isn't around. Yeah. Um, He's like, Todd's sure a lucky guy to have a girl like you. 
and um, like points out that Elizabeth doesn't seem very happy to not be writing with Todd. Oh, guy, get out of here. He says, doesn't sound like you're too happy about it. Elizabeth sat straight. It's nothing I can't handle, Guy. Ooh. Well, I just want to let you know that anytime you need a ride, just say the word and I'll be there. Guy let his arm slip a little, just <gasps> enough so that it now rested on Elizabeth's shoulder. <gasps> she moved away. That's sweet of you, she said, watching the scenery rush past her. Rush past her. Stretching oh, his arm as far as he could, Guy edged her back toward his side. I didn't notice this, actually, the first time I read the book. A closed car can be a lot more fun than a motorcycle. And she says, thanks, but no thanks, guy. (laughs) So that's how signals work, men. Hashtag me too. Right? I, I like, breezed past that, I guess, the first time. But now, I I guess subconsciously, I knew that I needed to bring it up subliminally. I had seen the guy. Yeah, I mean, that's intense. So screw you, guy. Then we have Mr. Collins. I mentioned him a lot of times, and you asked me an important question. Are they banging? So they're not banging. I think the answer is yes. But but I do have to say that um, everybody thinks that Mr. Collins is hot shit. And this book, like every book... acts like he would bang any high schooler in a second. (laughs) Like even Todd, he'd be like, yeah, okay. (laughs) Any high schooler, but he's yeah. so reasonable. What do you mean he would bang them in a second? I don't know. I just get the vibe from him where he'd be like down. Like if they were like, You wanna? He'd be like, Yeah, okay. Do you wanna read that blue thing? I I'm doing too much to. reading and I want I would love for you to do some reading. This is about Mr. Collins. <laughs> okay. I feel like I should take this very seriously. The Oracle office was empty, except for Mr. Collins, faculty advisor of the paper, and one of Sweet Valley High's favorite teachers. Elizabeth smiled back as he looked up from the layouts he was examining and flashed her a welcoming grin. She thought the strawberry blonde teacher looked especially handsome in the blue crewneck sweater he wore with jeans and a tweed jacket. It wasn't hard to see why practically every girl in school had a crush on him at one time or another. They're totally doing it. Well, no, she just thinks he's hot. And, like, it... This it's weird actually how sexualized Mr. Collins is. Like he's strawberry blonde. He doesn't get referenced in any of these books without it being pointed out that he's very handsome. That he's very handsome. But I feel like in the his mannerisms, like in the way he talks to the parents, but also to the students, and how he like I don't know. I feel like he's really walking that line he of like... He doesn't seem like a real person. I'm like, yeah. I've had good teachers, but he's so interpersonal. I think maybe the reason I'm reluctant to say... He's crossed the line, I think, of like being a teacher and being involved in people's personal lives. I guess it's just because in all of these books he's often like the voice of reason. Like he's the only sane person in some of these books who's mm. like fixing shit by mm. just like being honest with the person he's talking to and compassionate. Yeah. That even though that's not exactly a real way for um, a teacher to behave, that sounds weird to say, but specifically the dynamic that he is presenting is kind of like a wise older brother, and then he's very handsome, so it feels a little strange. Yeah. I feel like he would never do anything improper because he is such, like, a North Star of... Mm, I don't trust Like, him. dignity. Okay, Denise doesn't trust him. <laughs> and Denise, you're not alone. I'm not alone. Um, I've had other guests who've asked. Mr. Collins is rarely brought up in these books without the my guests thinking that there's something um, afoot. Do you know what I think? What? I think he's sleeping with Mrs. Wakefield. <gasps> it's it's an affair because he's a sexy man. Right, he's single, obviously he's divorced. So he's that's a sexy divorcee. He's a sexy <laughs> divorcee. That's the only logical explanation. Mariana West, uh, listen to the bonus episode for book one, I and will. you'll hear all about Mariana West. I think that it's if you switched out Mariana West for Mr. Collins, it'd be the exact same conversation because there's <laughs> something there. So there's one last boy that I want to talk about. And that is Todd Wilkins. Mm-hmm. And we've talked a lot about Todd in this book, but there's just a little passage I want to point out. Please. Um, so for all of the like subtextual sexy stuff that's happening between Elizabeth and Todd in this book, here's a moment that I thought was kind of funny. Um, it's right after Todd has gotten the bad news from the Wakefields that he will not be allowed to drive <laughs> Elizabeth around in the motorcycle. Elizabeth follows him outside, and he says, Say... 
Do you think your parents would mind if I kissed you in their hallway, or should I ask for permission first? Elizabeth picked up his cue. There are some things a girl can do without parental approval, she said, trying to imitate Jessica's attitude of carefree abandon. (laughs) And this is one of them. Wrapping her arms around Todd's well-muscled torso, she proceeded to demonstrate that riding a motorcycle wasn't the only kind of fun available to him. Whoa. I know, right? Wow. We can also kiss in the hallway. We We can kiss in the hallway without parental permission, which is the best kind of kissing, if I'm being quite honest. I agree. Asking your parents for kissing permission is a drag. Such a buzzkill. It's always an awkward conversation, you know? And it wastes so much time. It's like, we could be kissing right now. Think about it. I know. Am I okay with it? Mm, Can I I watch? They might say. (laughs) They probably would say. Yeah. Knowing the Wakefields. (laughs) (laughs) They're probably off kissing in their own other hallway. They're they're busy kissing in other hallways. (laughs) And maybe kissing other people. Probably. I mean, she's kissing Mr. Collins, and he's kissing What's-Her-Face, all in the same hallway. You're trying to start shit, Denise, and I do not like it. Hey, I'm just calling it like I see it. I'm here for my honesty. If okay. I can't if I can't be my true self here, then I don't want to be here. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> beautiful boys, a beautiful boys, a beautiful boys. I have one final question to ask you. It's a question I ask all of my guests, which is, are you a Jessica or an Elizabeth? Oh, I think I am an Elizabeth. Well, yes, I think, especially in high school. Is that because I think now I've become a little more bold and a little more doing what I want to do and kind of following my own path when I was my own when I was in high school I was Elizabeth for sure I think it's easier to relate to Elizabeth in this book than Mm -hmm. in a lot of the books um now I never struggled as listeners will recall I say in most episodes Mm -hmm. that I am a stalwart Elizabeth yeah um for better or worse but um, in this book, Elizabeth is conflicted. Yeah. Elizabeth and Jessica are starting to have a little bit of a switch. Yeah. Jessica is bratty, but, like, she owns up to it at the end. Mm-hmm. So it's, they are coming more into evenness. Yes, I agree. That being said, I have a very salient piece of information oh for God. all of our listeners. So, what? Um, before uh, we recorded this, I needed to reread the book, uh-huh. and I turned to my shelf, my collection of Sweet Valley High novels. You can see it over here. It's amazing. Um, it is vast, and I couldn't find book six, and I was <gasps> like, shit, what am I going to do? And so I consulted the LA Public Library, and sure enough, they had the book as an ebook. Now, this is not the first ebook of these that I've read, but what I realized this time was that actually... Almost all of these books, or at least the ones that we're talking about in this first season, one through ten, they are available as ebooks through Kindle. So even if your library Whoa. doesn't have it, you can read the book. So I'd been thinking that it was such a shame that we can talk about these books, but listeners, unless they have them right. or have access to them or like find them on eBay, like I have amassed my collection that way mm-hmm. through thrift stores and gifts and eBay and yeah, yeah, yeah. a books and stuff over the years, that they'd have to do that. But no, for like three dollars, this is not a paid advertisement. Although maybe it should be Amazon if you want to kick some money my way. Or Francine Pascal. If they know what's good for them. Yeah, but just to prove that it's not a paid advertisement, um, I need to talk a little bit of shit and point out that um, there is an introduction to this book where, this my my ebook of Dangerous Mm -hmm. Love, where Francine Pascal, um, she introduces the book a little bit. And I just want to read the first paragraph. Oh my god, please. I need to hear this. I mean... Imagine what um, Our Lady of Sweet Valley sounds like. Yeah. Channel Francie. Dear reader, (laughs) the minute I came up with the idea of Sweet Valley High, now 30 years ago, I knew it was perfect. (laughs) Is she a Leo? But I knew it needed something else. And that something else was girl power. Unlike the Sleeping Beauty version of romance novels, where the heroine has to wait for the wake-up kiss, in my series the girls would drive the action. And there would be two of them. 
the good and the bad in all of us. <gasps> it goes on so, from there, but I just was like... The twins... <laughs> Elizabeth is good and Jessica is when bad. We talk about this whole ego and id thing. Good twin, bad twin. It's just oh like oh my god, it always seemed like a theory. And and I have had listeners write in and tell me that they identify as a Jessica. I've known people that are like I'm a Jessica, or I've guests said, oh I'm I've definitely known some Jessica. Two of my best friends are Jessica. Absolutely. So anyway. Wow, Sorry, Jessica. Florency. No, but my favorite part was the first sentence. Um, as soon as I <laughs> created this, I knew, it was, I knew it was perfect. She must be Leo. That's how I introduce myself. <laughs> well, Denise. Well, I have I think to that think brings it so full much. circle. Yes, it really does. <laughs> this was very exciting. I think I want to end on one last note, if I may. Yeah. These books are fucking crazy for people to read. Like, Yeah, right? Who lets their preteen child read this? I really wondered when I started this experiment, are other people that I asked to read these books going to see what I see in them? And the answer is yes. They're crazy. They're crazy. If if I found one of these books that my, like, 13 or 14-year-old child was reading, I would be Mm. like, what the fuck are you doing? Get out of here. It's the real not yet housewives of Sweet it Valley, totally California. is. It totally is. It's like it's like when I watch like the OC or Gossip Girl. I'm like, young teens are watching this. Like, what is this shit? Yeah, that's unreal. Well, I mean, first of all, it's bad TV. <laughs> Second of all, well, that's a controversial there are opinion. Other issues. <laughs> I'm gonna get some angry letters about that. Sorry. At least I hope so. Please email <laughs> Please. me Sweet Valley Diaries at me.com. <laughs> Find me on Twitter at Sweet Valley or on Instagram <laughs> at Sweet Valley Diaries. <laughs> Special thanks to Lauren Shippen, Jocelyn Schofield for the use of her song Beautiful Boys. Uh, Lauren and Jocelyn, people both known to Denise. Yeah. They're great girls. They're both great. altos. Altos are great. Aw, I'm a soprano. Thanks, Don Flaxbart, and thanks, Mary Kate Battles. Yeah. I love you all. Thanks, Denise Boylan. How about you tease us with a little outro? Oh. What's coming up next? Will Elizabeth live or die? Find out in Sweet Valley High, number seven. Dear sister. What is a porno novel? I mean, like, I know, like, a romance novel or an erotic fiction, but I like the phrase porno novel.